They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask. They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash. I mean, these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked. We're the winners of the future, not a slate to the past. You said we never, ever make it, and I'm saying you lied. Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe. Your invoice has been processed. Bring me my money, don't hide. Don't play with me, I'm kingdom and I'm outside. Hey, we kingdom and we outside, and we're back. Back in the building. I'm, you know. Take I, off. I, Let's go. No, he didn't say take off. He said off. Take. <laughs> oh, he said take. take. He said, Let's go. He said what? Set. Let's go. Quay. Quarter. Let's go. <laughs> I can never remember all three Migos' names, but I can only remember a takeout and a reset. That's all I can remember. Not reset. That's how. What? Reset. <laughs> What did you do? Reset. Okay, so I'm just going to let y'all in on a little piece of my life. I cannot stand when people over-enunciate words. And, and, and That's why I did that. Mm-hmm. But y'all, we're back with some straightening. Hello. Hey, somebody. All right. Since the last time y'all heard from us, we have had a wonderful, beautiful, delicious little cinnamon roll that we have welcomed into our home. We welcomed into We brought home. <laughs> well, there's one person outside we welcomed. Uh, oh, all right, we're going to move on. Um, but our son, our beautiful son, Preston James and Gwenny. So we've been in love with parenthood. We've been doing our, our thug thizzle, so to speak. We have been um, adjusting um, to the realness of parenthood and the respect that we have for parents, single parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. aunties, uncles. Um, Mama now. All of them is it's on a different level right Grandpa, now. No. I like. Pa, pa. I mean, it's me, on a different. Me, me, me. All, all of them. <laughs> all of them. I'm trying to tell you what I know. It this is some straightening. It's some real straightening, but it has brought the absolute best out of us. It has made us more focused than ever. It's made us more diligent than ever. And I'm just happy to be back in these podcast streets. How you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling fantastic. I mean, it's it's great to be back. It's great to be back with new content, new season, new straightening. I mean, it, it's this is the season for us to just seize that moment and just, you know, jump back on it. Let's go. Take. Offset. Quay. Let's go. <laughs> Ain't nothing but straightening for straightening. Ain't that what they say in the, in yeah. the ain't nothing but straightening for straightening. No, ain't nothing to it. To straightening, but, but, but straightening. Stra- oh, that's deep. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So for a little shum, 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 because I know that's what y'all come here for. All right. Think about three songs that had the had great potential to be worship songs or, or of the Christian genre because the content was so rich. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, straightening. Uh, <laughs> yes, we all need some. Christian fellowship straightening. Uh, the other one I could think of is um, the the Ruben Stutter one. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my sorry song. Four. Sorry for 2004. Yeah, yeah, that song. Honestly, he could have a hit every year. He could just turn it into a gospel song. Like, wow. you know, he, he could just be like, this is my song at the altar. He could be like, you know. Oh, specifically <laughs> Yeah. Specifically, yeah. Okay. That's the one for me. What about you? Oh, my gosh. You know what? For the first time in a long time, I have introduced the topic, and I don't have anything right off the top of my head. 
I mean, Mary J. Blige could go. I mean, she said, I'm not going to cry. You know, because you're not worth my... Because when you're talking to the enemy, you're not worth my tears. I was your lover and your secretary. She didn't say secretary. She said secretary. You know, when R&B songs were so good, they didn't finish the words. Mm -hmm. Or they made up words. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And or you know Donnell Jones, you know say what say you know what's up. Like when God is set up here and then Ben told you to do something, like you know what's up. See, I'm into you. Well, maybe not that part, but still, we into Christ. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm feeling <laughs> you. Getting uh, what's up? Yeah, something like that. What what else? What you think? Um. Uh, you gotta throw some Tupac in there. I feel like Tupac changes. Oh no, I got one. Yeah. Here I go by mystical. <laughs> well, Here I go. <laughs> is that like a praise and worship? Like it's just because out? honestly, like we be we we're a little too cute sometimes as believers. You know, and like the mm. that high step it needs to take place of like Here I go. There's a part in that song. I want y'all to stop and pause this podcast right now and I want you to go play that song. Do come back. Please come back once you play that song. But at the end of it, he gets so mad. He be like, "I know you can't mess with me because I can't mess. like 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 he he's like I can't even mess with myself. Like I can't I can't even go go there with myself. And at the end, he gets mad. And he's like, "Here I go." Yeah, only some folks gonna get that one. <laughs> it's a great workout. Yeah, th- there's only some people who are gonna get that one. But yeah, I, I understand where you're going. Well, here I go, Rocco. You finna go. <laughs> <laughs> Just for context clues, it's, it's our dog. Uh, we love him. He's a beautiful dog. Uh, well, I mean, maybe not beautiful. He's a he's a nice dog we, we've been having for years. But we think that he just talks to the wall. Like, he's right now going on a tirade in the backyard just barking at the wall. But anyways, back to the straightening. I feel like we have some straightening to do as far as our uh, our engagement. We coming back with just so much straightening for this season. You know what? Actually, I don't know what Tweety's talking about. Jonathan, Jonathan, can you bring me a water, please? So what we're doing Why this are season. You getting Jonathan to do these things. Please. Please don't don't do this. Jonathan, ice. Ice with the water. <laughs> Thank you. We have a new intern. Lemon. <laughs> lemon on that. No lemon. I do not do lemon in my water. There's a certain breed of black people that do lemon in their water. Sure. I just don't understand it. And I'm pretty sure it's you. All right. But anyway. Yeah. Um, honestly, we're not even going to come with the apologetics of, of why we've been gone. We had an entire baby. <laughs> I wasn't trying to apologize. But, but we are back like we never been back before. And yes, we do have straightening that's going to take place and go forth. All right. So I want to go ahead and ask you, sweetie. What are three trendy words that have existed in the past and present that you hate and love? This is an addition. This is a bonus little shum shum. Okay. I can start off with one and you could go to the second one sure, and we'll be sure. back. The first one I could think of is grinding. Okay. You know, when people are, I, I'm just grinding when we can't define what grinding is right. because anybody who has a job or anybody who has an idea could say I'm grinding. So I always don't really understand that. I've used it before, but now I'm coming back and I'm asking, what does that actually mean? It's a little annoying now because everybody is on that, but we don't really know how to define it. Everybody's grind is different, but what is your grind? I hate the word bussing. I hate the word bussing. What? The bussing. 
Like riding the bus? Bussing. Like bussing out the bando? Bussing. Bussing. Like I'm eating, excuse me for our population, our subpopulation of listeners <laughs> that believe that chicken Alfredo is a staple dinner meal. However, when they, you know, when they um, take their first bite, they be like, oh, this bussing. I've never heard that one. I've definitely heard it. I mean, that's your population. So, um, my good people, I'm just tired of hearing the word busting. um, Because it it just, it just, it just don't. It's not one of those trendy words that you can use for literally everything. It just, it it just don't. All right. um, I have to say dope. Dope to me has transcended the, the every single barrier of time. Like saying the word dope. I've said it in front of my students. They'd be like, miss you. Oh, like that's just like a telltale sign that you're a millennial. If you say the word dope, but I like the word dope. Okay. Uh, A word I could think of right now that people are using that is somewhat annoying would be that's fi. No, that's fun to say. That's why people say I it. don't like it. It's fun to say. <laughs> oh, that's fi. It is. I mean, it doesn't what? get you excited when you hear it, like no. that's fi. Like, oh, what is it? I mean, that's bussy. Please stop, stop. But when I when I think of when I think of the word fi, I'm like, okay, like I mean, it's cool and all, but like it, it's it's borderline annoying to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Um, we're gonna go straight into our faith. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about some good things, some great things. Um, that you know, some recent revelations, some stirring, some some bussing. Please die. see. See, that's why it was a. I that was a check your um. Let's check your, check for understanding moment. That's what that was. All right. But anyway, um, so let's talk a little bit about faith. All right. Um, let's talk about distractions. Mm. All right. And and how God has us on these paths that we're on. Uh, we're supposed to stay focused. We're supposed to have blinders on. And what kind of distractions come and take place. But sometimes we call them blessings. Mm. Mm. All right. And if we could actually go back to the biblical definition of what a blessing is, it is not a new car. <laughs> it is not that these are nice things that happen. God wants you to have nice things. I'm not trying to say that, but like, you know, we call blessings anything. Like I remember working at Sephora and literally we gave out free birthday gifts every year for every single person who signed up for the Sephora card. And this lady literally had an entire sh- just just praise break at my cash register because she said this is such a blessing and it could have been at that moment it could have been a very great thing that happened for her in that moment but blessings are not material that's what i'm trying to say um and so sometimes we get distracted not only material that's what i'm trying to say blessings are not only material that thing it could have been a major move breakthrough for that woman in that moment i have no idea of knowing that but what i am trying to say is that um sometimes they come in the form of distractions right um when i think of um distractions you don't know you're distracted until after the fact and a lot of people are quick to say, well, that's a distraction. That's a distraction. Not everything is a distraction. I agree with you. Or not everything is a blessing. I agree with you. But when it comes to the distractions that happen, there are so many things that people are calling getting to it or I'm, I'm working towards something or it, it presents itself in a form to where it looks so appetizing. Well, you don't know you're distracted if you don't know what you're focused on. 
right? You don't know you're distracted until you know what you focus on. But so many people, there's so many things. We live in a generation of new idea on top of new idea, on top of new idea, on top of new idea. And then there's just not enough time for you to even focus on the thing that you were called to. Mm-hmm. I am not, I know, I know the things I'm not called to. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's easy for me to move around an opportunity. And so many people are taking opportunities that are for something else or for somebody else. And they're calling it a business or they're calling it this. And it becomes distractions. Okay, so so the 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 current trend, so to speak, and I don't want to call it a trend. I want to believe that there is a a host of people who are um, called to this specific sector of life. But, you know, Christian entrepreneurs, I call myself a faith boss. You know, that is my, that is my brand name. That is, you know, what I I want to be recognized for. That's what my book is called. But there is a trend of Christian entrepreneurs who are selling the idea of hope and selling the idea of prosperity and selling the idea of this, that, and the third, like in exchange for believing in God. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I believe there's a lot of people who are anointed, but they're trying to sell their anointing in the form of a course, in the form of a bottle. And it just don't work like that. God made you to do what you did just, just for you. And then there's a lot of people who are hooking and crooking the name of Christ. The, the reason why I love your brand so much is that you're saying I'm leading with faith. Before I can say I'm a boss, I got to recognize that I am a servant first. Like God gave me this for me to be the head over. It is not technically mine. I, I just have it for a season. And the problem is that when we are looking at distractions, nobody really know they're distracted. People really thinking they're in it in the mud. They all when you got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks that they are like on the straight and narrow. But I'm here to say this to to those people who actually have been called to this section, to you know, who've been called to hey business owners in Christ stand up. You know, I think that sometimes we get distracted by those people who don't believe in Christ, but are leading so many people this way and have those seemingly Christian principles and are are leading with that. Hey, I can get you here. I can take you here. I can get this to be your following. I can get this. They're they're recognizing your, your gifts and they're recognizing your anointing and they're calling it out and they're bringing you forward. And you're looking at them like, man, they don't even believe in Christ and they leading all these people and they doing all this stuff and they making all this money. And God is telling you right now in this moment, do not sit up here and be distracted. Like, like, do not sit up here and belittle me so much to think that wealth is the only thing that proves that I'm God. I agree with that. Um, I, not only do I agree with that, I want to I want to shift a little bit. Um, distractions equate to uh, stagnation. When you're distracted, it's almost like you're moving, but you're moving on a treadmill. You're moving on, at, at the same speed, at the same spot. There is no fast forward. Matter of fact, you might be doing a whole circle the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I've been distracted, I think it's, it's best to, to use uh, yourself as an example. Anytime I found myself distracted, um, I really thought that I was doing what God had called me to. Yeah. 
completely convinced. I was so like God told me so like what you mean? Yeah, like I, I put the word on it. I put you know I stamped like man, well, you don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. I'll move people to, to the side, but this is how you know whether you're going towards what God's calling you to, or you're just trying to create your own formula. God will give you provision for every step to your destination. When you're doing what you're trying to accomplish by yourself, for yourself, it's going to look very selfish. It's going to point back to you. It's not going to point back to God. And a lot of people are using what, what they're skilled in to point back to themselves, then after afterwards, use it to point back to God. Yeah, trying to move for God's people without God. Right. Yeah. All of that. So let's go ahead and kind of transition into business right quick. All right. Well, not even right quick right now. All right. So listen, I want to go ahead and lead with this thought and you tell me what you feel, Tweety. I believe that in the world of business, we're always pushing networking. We're always pushing, get in a room, sit at the table with folks you don't know, get in, get in positions where people know more than you and this, that, and third and blah, blah, blah. And I believe that that is, that there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth um, and a lot of growing that takes place when you move in different places. However, I would encourage people to know the the saying network equals your net worth is not always true. It is true in the sense of like, you know, the more people, you know, the more value you have to you and all that good stuff. But sometimes you have to be able to read. No, not sometimes you have to be able to read the room all the time, (laughs) all the time. I, every networking event, and things like that. I've been to some where the room, the the net worth in that room was negative. Was negative. <laughs> it was upside down. And everybody had on a suit and a smile. And guess what? They had a business card. I'm saying all this to say is don't be swooned. Don't be impressed, overly impressed with with, with a big card and a smile. That's all I'm trying to say. Or somebody really has it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's actually harder when somebody has it. When somebody has it together, when somebody does seem like they, uh, I'll use YouTube, for example, because that's where people go for reference. Mm -hmm. So when you are admiring that person on YouTube, but not realizing that that's, that they're bound to the videos, they're bound to what they're doing. And some are happy and some are not so happy. Well, in a way, we're all bound to what we're doing. No, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that when you are doing what you are called to Mm -hmm. and not what's working now, Mm -hmm. there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I think about business, I think of um, buying back time. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to. Smart, yeah, smart. right. So setting yourself up. There's people who have set themselves up and YouTube was a channel, something they walked through. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate you. OK, can you. Go ahead. OK, Jonathan, don't come back into the room. Um, sorry about that. Uh, but it's important to continuously focus on what God has called. I know we, we jumped into business, but I believe as a Christian preneur, the first thing that you have to have is what is God's vision for your business, Mm -hmm. which is truly his business first. You can't miss that part. So the first thing is where do I get my ideas from? Where do I get my revelations from? It comes from him. Mm -hmm. 
So these are truly not my things that I am owning. He is using me as a tool, still molding me and shaping me the way he wants me to. So when we're jumping into the business sector, what people get it wrong is that you're trying to do a comparison and contrast Mm -hmm. on something that is completely different. That map is so different to your map. Right, 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 right. So getting in a room where everybody got a map does not make sense. Yeah. Because you didn't get the map from them. You got the map from God. So you need to be sitting down with God. Okay. And in the case you're married, you're yeah. In the case you're, you preaching, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the case you're married, sit down with your spouse. Jonathan, get him a towel. Get him a yeah, towel. I'm sweating over here. Come on, his brow is sweating. <laughs> Come on, Jonathan. And, and in this case, get get in the room with your spouse and say, how do we work as one? Yeah. To the vision that God has shown me, or God has shown my wife, yeah. or God has shown my child yes. in a, a lot of cases. Yes, yes, yes. Because some people's blessings is not really just in them as a couple or them as a unit. It might be in the seed mm. that you produced. Come on. So the watering does not take place in these relationships, and everybody is fighting for their one thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking off. When my takeoff, I'll come to yours. Yes. When yours take off, I'll come back to that. Yeah. And it's not working in sync. I feel like when it comes to business, if you are married or even if you have a business partner, you need to tie your hands together, tie your feet together, tie your minds together, walk in sync, walk walk with the same vision, wake up with the same mindset. One person falls, we fall and we both get back up. That's it. Now I f- not not now not you so and so fell yeah yeah so oh you fell so I, I'm gonna keep going mm-hmm. no I'm coming back for you so I think that or I believe wholeheartedly that God has designed us to be free from the bondage of working for other people in, in for a lot of Christianpreneurs and for us to learn how to work together even in our own community Mm. the problem that happens as christian entrepreneurs is everybody in the community is trying to do that crab in the barrel mentality look what i'm doing i will i will teach you how to become a wife really y'all know that that's that's i will teach real itchy spot on my knee i will teach you how to be a prophetess I will teach you how to be a prophet for $1,000 on this e-course. Come join me. I will show you the steps. It's always $999. But, you know, you run that dollar over. Absolutely. Yep. But what I'm saying when it comes to business, please, please hear me. Before you go and run and make that business card, ask yourself, did God make me for this? Yes. What did God say about my business? And some people, God told you the same thing. What are you doing? Just do it. I will make provision. And it's not about who you're connected to. It's not about who you know. It's not about what. New technology. None of that. It's not about your newest equipment. It's not about how bomb your headshots look. All of that stuff is important. We're not saying it's not. But the reason why I led with the idea that your network is not always your net worth is because sometimes we get into the wrong rooms. I got something for that. So. I'm 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 bringing uh, biblical. Excuse me. I'm bringing biblical, and then I'm a I'm a come back to the business. So when God, uh, when Jesus is out in the boat, and He's telling the disciples to cast the net to the right side. Yeah, yeah. It's not that they weren't experts at what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They were expert fishermen. This is what they did for a living. Mm -hmm. So almost you can imagine in their face saying like, "What do you know Mm -hmm. about?" fishing mm-hmm. like you 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 doing what you do mm-hmm. but God is like I am the originator mm-hmm. <laughs> I am the originator of all this what is fishing mm-hmm. for somebody like me yeah yeah I will make you fishers of men 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I really, I, I really find it hard to believe that we were all as believers meant to suffer in poverty or suffer in, in, in always watching. We are found too often watching instead than working. working. Yeah. Lurking instead of working. And so we were, oh, man, look what, look what Steve Jobs did. Oh, man, look what so-and-so did. Oh, man, look what they built in this empire. And it's like. What about you? What about you? Yeah. You serve the same guy. You got this. Like, a lot of people who are not believers are following Christian principles. That, that's the T. Yep. And a lot of people who are so believers. That, that goes to show how many of us are out of position. Yeah. So I encourage you. To really go do some um, deep, 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 deep prayer on why you are in whatever step you are in your business. Because nine times out of ten, God already gave you the manual. He already told you the steps. And he already made somebody who was specifically for you to get to your destination. Even if you're single, God has given you that idea. He's giving you that God idea, first of all. He's giving you the steps. He's giving you the manual. And he said, trust me, half of the battle is in just doing. I tell Patrice all the time, like, if you just do it, you'll figure out what's wrong if it ends up wrong. You'll fail faster. Yep. Which means you'll recover faster. Right. Which means you'll straighten up even faster. That's the straightening. That's it. So... I I mean, when I think about where God is leading specifically our family and where we're going and what he has inputted into our vision and our 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 uh, our Noah or the revelation he's revealed to us, it's a matter of working as one Mm -hmm. and leading each other and picking each other up. Because we are going to get that, to that destination together. I'm not turning back and look and becoming a pillar of salt. And neither is my wife. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick each other up and neither is my son. Mm-hmm. We are going to stand up for what God says, but we're going to do business smart, the smart way mm-hmm. and not the hard way. And it's your choice however you want to do that. All right, let's go ahead and move into our relationship conversation. Y'all always love this. There was a time we would be getting letters and everything, and I'm hoping that y'all can go ahead and email us at info at hustleplans with a question that we can be able to answer here on Million Dollar Conversations podcast. But today, the question has come awry. Should every when when looking to be married, should every woman look for a man to be a provider, and should every man look for a woman to be a homemaker? That is the question. Should should a man being a provider be the final sale on husbandship? Should a woman knowing how to cook meatloaf and how to and how to make greens barefoot in the kitchen be a sale on being a wife? We we live in a generation where God has made a lot of people to be very multifaceted, especially in the area of marriage. What I mean by that is that you might not be the best cook in the family. <laughs> like, you know, you are. But I'm giving an example. Uh, I may be the better cook, therefore, or I may be the better homemaker, and you may have a better career. But if we're not working together, none of that matters. So if if you are looking for that alone, you will get lost because... 
one thing in marriage is that seasons change. There's cycles. There's, you know, things that happen that are out of both of y'all's control. So it will shift. Matter of fact, one year it may be you're the homemaker. Next year you're the, you know, breadwinner. It, it, it's going to shift based, one, especially when you have kids. So I heard something not too long ago, I believe. Um, I heard it while I was at work. And a man had said, you know, I love my wife because she's the mother of my child. And I brought and I came home and I told Tweety that because I, I was like, I heard that hearing that it had such a strange undertone to me. It was like she was your wife before she was the mother of your child in their case. And I was like, man, what is that? I don't know if I would want to feel like I was just loved because I buried someone's child. Um and so there's a lot of give and take, obviously, people have and, and do whenever they're getting married. Um, what was one thing for you that was the final sale in getting married? You're like, she's this, so it's that. My sale on, what <laughs> sounds wrong saying sale, um, you know the, I mean. the reason why I fell in love with you um, and decided that you were going to be my wife was that you were so authentic. I've never met, to this day, I've never met an, a more authentic person than you. And what I mean by that is that you lived your flaws out in the open. You lived your fails or failure or failing moments out in the open. You lived your victories out in the open. You weren't prideful. You've been consistent in who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. I mean, I was I'll be dumb if I if I didn't marry you at that point, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I I just got to know who you are and it never shifted. It never changed. You never changed because somebody said, "Well, Patrice do this or Patrice do that." Mm-hmm. You always had a mind of your own and it was something that I hadn't seen even from myself in some areas because I was always, man, like I want to I want to make this person happy. Mm-hmm. So this is what they want me to be, so I'm going to be that. And a lot of people live in that, even in their marriages, even in their relationships, is that you're conforming into something that you're not to please somebody else. And in return, you don't even know who you are. So prior to even marrying you, I was like, I can be myself around Patrice and Patrice not ask me to be something else. And a lot of people make or build a man or build a woman and they want them to be this and that. Well, if you if you were got to have this. Yeah, you got to you got to have this for me to like you. You got to have that for me to, you know. Right. Oh, you lost your job. Oh, you you went through this. Oh, man, I'm I'm over it. I'm, I'm done. I'm out the door. I'm used to this kind of lifestyle. So what's the line between having standards and having preferences? I believe that standards are something that we have created in our generation. And I think the generation before us was not looking at standards. They were looking at morals. There's a difference. A standard is something that you have seen in somebody else. Well, you know, that's a, that's a standard of a man. Like, he mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. He goes. He pays bills. Mm-hmm. He does this. I remember there was a video floating around two years ago of a man who's like, I take care of my wife. I take care of my kids. I take care of everything. Mm-hmm. She don't got to touch nothing. Mm-hmm. And come kind of find out he was, like, beating on her. He was, yeah. you know, abusing her, abusing the kids and all that. Yeah. But all that shifted. Because people found the truth. Yeah. The truth sometimes, not only does it set you free, it opens and brings things that are, were in the darkness to light so you can have a different perspective. Yeah. 
And so in, in, in marriage and in relationships, the truth always sets free an area that was already bound. Come on, truth. Yes. So the dark areas of who you are as a person, they get revealed when you get married. Right. Like people think getting married like covers those right. flaws. No, it's going to expound it. It's going to expose yes. all the flaws. It's yes. going to expose who you truly are. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring about the dark areas mm-hmm. that you haven't worked on before you got married. And then the suffering begins. What I mean by suffering is that sometimes you do have to suffer in what you have created. Wow. And a lot of people are mm-hmm. suffering because of, oh, I got kids now. That's the thing. That, and, and it takes me back to my, my, my anchor quote. Jonathan, thank you so much. You can go home for the day. Um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. Um, we have a new staff. Um, but um, that brings me back to my quote when he was like, man, I love my wife because she's the mother of my child. Is so many people get caught up in these, look, we got kids together type of thing. You, you know, we, we got to do this. We got to work it out. We are already in a situation. It will be, you know, of course, the age old saying it's cheaper to keep her. Like, it's just easier for us to stay together. You stay over there. I stay over here. We do us. It ain't got to be nothing else about nothing else. And I believe that, you know, we got to get away from that. We have to start having some conversations. It really wowed me when I when I found out um, that you know some folks are in marriages and they just don't have certain conversations. Like they like we do we do not talk about that. And I'm like I couldn't imagine not talking about nothing with you. You know what I'm saying? But every every everybody um, everybody's contract is different. <laughs> what I mean by that is that the contract that you signed with who you signed with, you knew who you you knew what you had when you signed it. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like the growth process yeah. of a marriage is two two individuals who are tr- who are broken in in a lot of areas mm-hmm. working together to allow God to fix them. Yeah. But the problem is that those two broken individuals start trying to fix each other yeah. instead of inviting God into the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So then it becomes, you did that, you did that, so I did this, a tit for tat. And then it goes from that to silence. Mm-hmm. And the silence begins actions, and the actions have repercussions, and the repercussions become, well, we're stagnant in where we are. Right. But, but we, 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 I'm we, a stick beside them. Right. Be mine. Right. I'm a stick beside him. Or beside her. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's vice versa. It, yeah. it can go whichever way. So I think when it comes to area of marriage, I take it as such a sacred event, sacred covenant. And that's what God sees it as. Right. And I think when we play around with the idea of marriage, when we play around with the idea of relationship and we don't really put in the work, I think having a child does expose a different perspective oh my of what God means by marriage Oh my God. and be fruitful and multiply becomes a little bit different mm-hmm. because it's not multiplying the person. It's multiplying the vision. Oh, so the, where is Jonathan? Yeah. So the ah. vision expounds on what you already have. Yes. That's why you have generation over generation yes. over generation of the same yes. vision. Yes. yes. Because nobody yes. chose to change the vision. Come on. So Come on. when you ha- when I see my son, I see an extension of the vision. Right. And when he has his son or daughter, He's going to see an extension of what God shows him. It's not going to be the same thing. Absolutely. But whatever he's shown me about him, 
I will cast it out as far as I can. And the same thing goes for a woman and his daughter. You know, whatever the vision of God has for you, you got to be able to cast that out. Yeah. And so on and so on, because it's going to come to a point, you're going to depend on that one. Mm -hmm. That's why we have so many fatherless kids with no vision, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the father is supposed to be there to cast out the vision. Mm -hmm. But when the father is even there or stagnant in casting out that vision, Mm -hmm. it leaves the woman into trying to create vision. Right. Not that women can't create vision, but it becomes that much harder because there's not that in syncness. Like we said, Mm -hmm. shoulder to shoulder. One person cannot do it alone. Two people, I mean, honestly, can't do it alone. You know, it takes a true village when it comes to bearing children. But, I mean, as far as the vision, like, one person cannot. You, We all need help. We need those pillars. Right. So, I, I believe marriage in itself has been such a beautiful discovery of who I am in Christ. Right. Who I am as a man. Who I am as a husband. Who I am as an individual. And it shows the layers and the reasoning of why we need Christ's blood. Not just Christ, but Christ's blood Mm -hmm. covering daily. Mm -hmm. Because once you go to that, I got this, you don't got nothing. And that's that's the problem that happens. I mean, we've been in this 20 years. We got this. We got this. You can't tell us nothing. Here's... Here's a quick rule of thumb. Anytime a couple has to say how many years they've been married to validate what they're trying to say, just just peek your eye open real wide. That's all I got to say. And, and, and there's some beautiful stories, too, of, you know, the, the years backing up the wisdom. Absolutely. And just like, you, you know, when people say, man, that person's 60 years old, I thought they would have wisdom at 60. Mm-hmm. Wisdom does not have an age. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for marriage. Mm-hmm. The number does not equate to wisdom. It doesn't equate to happiness. There's mm-hmm. some people, it's been 50 years, and it's like we had two good years. Yeah. At that point, you were just committed Yeah. to the wrong vision. Come on. And the wrong vision led you to where you are. Mm-hmm. So that bitterness kicks in. You know, the kids now have to suffer because of lack of vision, lack of direction, lack of, mm-hmm. you know. And then it becomes blind the, blind. the generate. That's what they call generation cycles. It's like you don't see where they're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You don't see beyond you. And a lot of people stay in that. Yeah. Like, why am I going to buy you something that's going to harm you in the long run? Right. But it's m- going to make you happy currently. Right, 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 right. So I truly believe that we are called to, especially in the area of marriage, or even if you're talking and leading up to marriage, to working in that harmonious agreement, learning how to be in sync with one another, loving daily, not on your anniversary alone, not on your, you know, you know, good feeling good days. It's like on that, you know, man, I'm tired. Man, I ain't got nothing to give. I don't have nothing to give yeah. to you. Yeah. You don't have anything to give, give to, to me. me. <laughs> right. But man, I, I can't see myself talk to you like that. Yeah. I can't see myself, you know, go outside of this marital space to look for something else that, you know, the grass is greener on the other side mentality. I can't see that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, and a lot of people don't necessarily have to do that, but they'll do that in extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. such as, you know what, I found me a new hobby that gets me away from her. Mm -hmm. I found me a new uh, shopping thing to get away from him. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes us happy. That's what makes us function. Mm -hmm. So you see people who don't even know how to sit together and have a conversation Mm -hmm. because everybody's busy not being in it. Mm -hmm. 
we're claiming the thing, but we're not in it. I claim the relationship, but these other things are what makes it. Mm-hmm. Being around other people is what makes it. Mm-hmm. So people suffer because then it becomes a comparison thing. Well, look what this husband did. Look what that wife did. Look, you know, why can't you mm-hmm. so-and-so, you know? So I, I, I don't like to compare a contract because there's only one Patrice and Gwynnie. Mm-hmm. Whether she does good, bad, or great, it, she mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm a stick. And I'm a stick beside her. <laughs> and, I, and I know how to deal with whatever she's going through instead of trying to find the, the, the antidote mm-hmm. in what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so people don't see who you were. Mm-hmm. They just see where you are. Mm-hmm. So even for me, like people are, are probably going to see who who I am, right. but they don't see the struggle of how I got to be where Absolutely. I'm at. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up and get to adding of text. Y'all, y'all know that this is our favorite part of the podcast because we get a chance to go ahead and just share some revelation, share some tips, some advice, some, some free game, if you will, for you to just go ahead and take it through this week. So Tweety, do you want to start? Sure. Um, a little bit of adding of taxes that look, the best best thing to do in business, um, as far as what I've discovered, is follow your own path. There's too many, man, copy, paste this. Oh, here he goes. He's up. He's up. Uh, we love it, though. He's about to be a ball of joy. But um, <laughs> there's so many people who are like, follow my path, and I'll take you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, you didn't give me the path. You didn't create the path for me. God did. That's it. Start doing more. You don't got to do that whole I'm ducking and diving to get to my promised land. No, be bold about it. Step out in the front. Say what you chill. Christians have been called to be in the forefront, not in the back, hiding somewhere in the mm-hmm. bushes. Yeah. Be bold. Step out front. Do what God has called you to do. And don't apologize for it. All right, y'all. My ad tax is going to be you cannot be whole and do things halfway. All right. The goal is for all of us to be whole, healed, happy, all of these things. Don't be halfway with your healing. Don't go halfway in your praying. Don't go halfway in your your casting of visions. Don't go halfway in your doing. Let's just do and let's do it whole, not half. We love y'all. We're so happy to be back. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, guys. Oh, and pay your invoices. Just because, look, we didn't had about two stimmies since the last time. Y'all better be happy my son needs me. Bye, y'all. Have a great day.